This be heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Welcome to another quarantine version of Be Heard Talk. Um, we are in the midst of coronavirus. COVID-19 is still going really, really strong, especially here in New York City, where we are all working remotely. If you guys are new to the show, this is Be Heard Talk, where we talk politics, social issues, and culture. And we also talk a lot about race, of course. And we do that all from our diverse perspectives. Um, usually, we are recording this show live and in effect on Sunday mornings. Um, if you guys have probably been tuning in, you've seen us there. But our station is shut down, just like the rest of the world. So we're doing things remotely. Um, and it's Stanley and I, and we have a special correspondent with us here as well, Naledi. Hey, guys. <laughs> Shout out to Naledi from Brooklyn. Hey. How's it going? Good. Stuck like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And of course, we got our favorite engineer and co-host, Stanley Fritz. How's it going? I now? Am I like IT now because I don't have an engineering board? Is that what I yes, am? Yes, you are official <laughs> tech, which is, you're the reason why I've been out on Facebook Live. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I'm not tech. I'm not <laughs> IT then. You, you clearly are, Stanley. Mm-hmm. Yo, so how you guys enjoying this quarantine? Um, Slim, you got any quarantines yet? Mm. <laughs> That was food, no, right? It's sad because dudes are really still trying to talk to you. What like, they're still trying to, they really are still trying to bag me out here. And, like, <laughs> even with the mask on, with the mask on. Stop. Yeah. So you went outside? Yeah, because I start to work. And what real happened? Quick, real quick, before you continue, <laughs> I want folks who are on to know we do have a chat option. So feel free to comment in the chat. And we're going to give make some time for questions, too. So just, like, say something on the chat so we can know you want to ask a question. Go ahead, Slim. Yeah. So, like, I, like one day I was on my way home, and this guy's, like, this close to me. I'm like, you do know we're supposed to be six feet. Oh, like, what's no. the problem? Shoot or shoot. What are you doing? Shoot or no, shoot. No. No. Stay far away from me. And, and then almost try to hand his phone to put, like, I'm like, I'm not touching anything. I need you to back up. <laughs> yeah. Then he says, then he says you, don't look like, you don't look like you have anything. That's how a lot of you do. You know, I can't, like, these dudes, Stanley, you gotta talk to your bros. Like, what I'm you telling you, I did a whole live about this. You, gotta, you don't always need real. to shoot your shot. You don't always need to shoot your shot, fellas. It's okay. The <laughs> thirst is real. I'm not trying to meet anyone. Every time I go outside, if there's someone on a sidewalk, I walk in the street. Like, right. if I'm in a store, I stand back. The this street? is great. Yeah. Huh? Yes. The street? Yes. Like, yeah, it be like that sometimes. In my opinion. I am not trying to meet anybody. Like, I feel sorry for Naledi. Like, she has to deal with all the street harassment regardless. Crazy. Right. Brownsville. Yeah, you was forced quarantine for a little bit, weren't you? Huh? They, like, weren't you, like, in contact with somebody and had to be forced quarantine for a little bit? Yes. I, I was exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID. She don't got the runner, though. She don't got it. No, no, I don't have it. But um, yeah, I've been quarantined since March 11th. So while you guys are living y'all lives... Oh I've wow! Stuck, like I've been on shutdown and lockdown for it feels like weeks. So um, it has been weeks. But like you haven't been outside not once. No, I go outside. I take a little walk and okay. I go to the store. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like life is is pretty dry. Yeah, it's slow. Dry right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting some good sleep. I'll say well, that. What happened, Stanley? Oh, because you know I live right by Riverside Park, so I mm -hmm. walked in the, in the park on Friday, and that felt like the best thing that ever happened in my life. Yeah, no. Outside, yo, I was hype. I was really hype, and I only walked like to me and Madeline walked like ten blocks. We was in the park walking, riding their bikes, playing football. We were like, oh, yeah, quarantine forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, nonetheless. We're all in this together, and one thing I'm happy about is that we can still do our show. Be Her Talk has been going strong. We're still recording weekly, and we have a great show lined up. We're going to be talking about everything from the stimulus bill that was just signed into effect, how that's going to affect us. I know a lot of people are looking forward to our coronavirus checks, checking the mailbox already. They ready to get that money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, we also need to talk about a lot of celebrities have been chiming in about COVID-19, everyone from Cardi B, Idris Elba, 
uh, AOC's been talking about it. Um, I know people have been asking when the NBA and sports are going to come back. So there's a lot to unpack. So um, let's just jump right into it. Yeah. So, Selena, I know we got to talk about the stimulus because everybody wants to know if they're getting that $1,200 or if they qualify for the $1,200. And um, I'm going to share a link in the chat where you can put your information in to see how much money you should be getting. Like, I got a friend who's only getting $75 because <laughs> <laughs> he makes so much money. Well, yeah. before we get to that, let's actually kick things off with the news roundup. Again, yeah. this is the time where we talk about some of the news stories that actually made us happy or laugh, cry, um, whatever it is. Let's talk about it. So one of the things that I've been following pretty closely is Cardi B. Like, she has been talking about Corona since it first came out. Like, she even gave us that bop, coronavirus like i love that song so she's been talking about how these celebrities are getting tested um we know idris elba he had no symptoms no signs mm -hmm. and he was like hey i got tested y'all and it turns out i have it I'm yeah. positive, but i'm completely healthy and my wife is with me so mm -hmm. we were just like okay i'm glad idris is okay but cardi came out and she was like she basically pointed out that celebrities are getting tests. Celebrities, basically, they're using their privilege, and they're not even showing symptoms. Like, Naledi, mm -hmm. what did you think about Cardi's response? And it kind of felt like it escalated into a beef between Cardi and Idris. I know she mentioned something about um, feeling like celebrities are getting paid to say they have mm -hmm. the virus. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, it's not, it seems like it's not far-fetched, though. You know, if you start going conspiracy or conspiracy theory with it it's kind of like okay are we trying to create more of a panic by doing so because you hear that your fave has it and so now we go to the extreme of buying all the toilet paper from the grocery stores like <laughs> you know so it's like at this point I feel like it's been hard to tell fact from fiction mm -hmm. so I'm glad we do have someone like Cardi you know um with just as big of a platform to kind of give us a counter idea of what's going on also where it's like okay guys like let's pay attention to some of the things that's actually happening right now like yeah. do these celebrities even have it if they don't have it why are we wasting money on them you know if they don't have any symptoms and then like his wife choosing to stay there with him yeah. although commendable that was cute whatever but it's like she chose to stay there now she's a she's a test that's wasted you know stuff like that so it's i i, I understand where cardi's coming from and I'm glad we have somebody that can actually say something in the mix of all of this. Absolutely, I agree. But I feel like Idris Elba's response was a little out I never heard his response, though. So he basically said, celebrities are people, too, and I deserve to get tested because I work around a lot of people. And I was just like, bro, you missed the point. You don't yeah. even have symptoms. You have people, especially in places like Queens, they are lined up around the block trying to get a test because they're showing mm -hmm. symptoms and it's and it's severe. But you're just yeah. being, like celebrities are just being handed tests. Like, hey, you yeah. and people in Congress, like Stanley, what is your what is your feedback and and thoughts on the whole controversy on are celebrities people too? Like, should they be getting these tests? Celebrities are people, but I mean, no one else can get the test. I, full disclosure, I was sick three weeks ago, had a fever. I was like, oh, I got the big Rona. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't feeling well. I, I called to see if I can get a test. They were like, there are no tests available here. And I pretty much got an assessment by a doctor over the phone. And he was like, oh, now, nah, homie, you, just, you got the flu. You'll be all right. Just stay at home and relax. He was right. But what if it was worse? Yeah. It anything. Meanwhile, like five minutes after that happened, that's when I saw Idris Elba on Twitter where his wife all up on him. He's like, I got Corona. And she all up <laughs> in his neck. I'm like, all right, I see how we move out here. Right. So, like, it was it was a little funny because it's like, how is he getting the test? I thought they only had like a handful of tests out here. So yeah, I, I totally, I appreciated Cardi B for saying that. And Cardi B yeah. gets it because she was broke like us just not too long ago. Right. So she still has those connections. She got people right now in the Bronx yeah. and across, and DR and across the country who are really yeah. struggling. And I really appreciated the fact that she said, you're going to go to the hospital. They can't test you. They're going to say, you got it. You got to quarantine yourself. How are you going to quarantine yourself when you're in a two-bedroom apartment with six people? Now your whole family. That was facts, yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
like that's real things that real work regular working people are going through so i really did appreciate that have mm. you guys listened to party next door's album no <laughs> i heard his i heard his song rihanna though of course that's, oh, that's only. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know party next door who is known because he writes for rihanna for beyonce and sometimes drake just put out a new album mm. and it came out this past friday and so far it's pretty good Besides just a song with Rihanna, Letty, he also <laughs> has a song on there with Drake, too. You guys should definitely check it out. We ain't doing nothing else. Right. Yeah, no, I feel like everybody's dropping music. Now is the time. A lot of now. people in the studio, um, I know Childish Gambino, he dropped the album last week. I mean, who's not dropping new music right now? Did you guys hear, um, what you call it? You guys heard The Weeknd's album? I'm not a big fan of The Weeknd, though. I'm not a big fan of Party Next Door either. Oh, okay. They all sound alike to me. I thought you would like Party Next Door. They're both from Toronto. Huh? Oh, they are both from Toronto. You're right. Yeah, Canada vibes. They do sound alike. The albums would sound great if I was doing cocaine, but since I'm not. (laughs) Well, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, that's, yeah, that's the vibe he always gives me, and I'm just like, okay. So, (laughs) what else is going on in the news? So, did you guys hear on the two NBA players who first got the big Rona, um, Donovan Mitchell and who's the other guy? The center. I forgot the center's name. Kevin Durant tested positive, Stanley. Yeah. yeah but no, Donovan Mitchell from Utah Jazz, he's been cleared of all corona symptoms. He's good now. Okay. He was one of the first people to get it. Oh. I mean, I think it was Rudy Gobert was the other one who got it. And everybody was laughing at him because the day before he got it, he, he walked off the podium and rubbed all the microphones. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, why? He knew because he, he, he was trying to troll, and he trolled himself the Corona. So shout out to Claude LaRoche, Stevie, and Molly B for joining us right now. Um, feel free to leave comments in the comment section. If you have a question, we'll get to you soon. So yeah, what I want to say about the NBA players, like they're in tip-top shape. Like if anybody can handle Corona. It's going to be an athlete who is like, yeah. but those, you know, they have the, the steel abs. They got, you know, they got, they like six, five. They look good. They work out every day. So they're fine. I'm worried about the rest of us. And like, I think Steph Curry, he posed the question. He was just like, can we just start playing basketball again? Like, no, no. So think it's too soon, Stanley. Yes, because they, people are still catching Corona. It's too soon. Unless all the players are going to get tested. Yeah, well, well, okay. But then it's like, then it's the question of wasting tests on people that don't have it. Exactly. Now, if they're paying for the test, whatever. Go get tested. You got it. But if we only have a certain amount of tests, all the players can't get tested. I want the NBA season to come back. I need the NBA season to come back. <laughs> I'm tired of watching Kobe highlights. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't, they say they might come back in August. I mean, well, speaking of things come back, well, I, I, don't, I have another new story, but I just want to check in and let you, did you have anything that really got to you, irked your nerves, any type of news this week? That got canceled or anything? Um, not really. I mean, Trump continuously lying is annoying. It's just like... <laughs> no, I'm glad I you think, mentioned that. Yeah, I, I, think it was, I think it was this week where I was listening to the news and, like, after he had already apologized for calling the coronavirus the Chinese virus, and he, he ended up retracting again because the reporter asked him, like, you know, did anyone kind of force him to apologize? He was like, no, you know, I just thought it was, you know, it was the right thing to do, I guess, to apologize for it. But then he went right back into, but it was from China, so I'm not wrong for calling it the Chinese virus. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are we still listening to this man? <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of it. I am so over him. Like, and we talked a lot about that last week. To yeah. me, using that type of language is xenophobic, is dividing us. We need to stop put, putting blame on where it came from. Because that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to say, yeah. oh, it's China's fault. No, yeah. we knew months in advance. Government officials knew months in advance that this, gonna, this was going to implode and hit the U.S. soil. What did they do? They started trading their so- stocks and mm-hmm. selling their stocks off so that they can make a profit from it. To me, that's almost criminal in nature because you're putting all the safety at risk so that for your own financial gain. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not down with that. And that's not the only lie that he's yeah. talking about. He's also saying 
that we may be able to relax social distancing guidelines by Easter. I'm like, so you want people like me to be in church Easter Sunday thinking it's all good. And God forbid the elders and the seniors come down with Corona. Like, what do you think about the timeline that um, um, Trump is trying to push to get everything back to normal by Easter? Well, Trump is stupid. And Trump is probably the kind of person who who still sneezing in people's faces because he never learned to cover his mouth. Real quick, Molly says she thinks tests should be prioritized to essential workers who are exposed. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm one of those workers. Like, I oh, think wow. so. Like, every day you're still around. You have to kind of surround yourself by people no matter mm-hmm. the guidelines. You're, you're disinfecting every day. But, you know, at this point, it's like you kind of don't know. You don't have the comfort of just staying home and just, you know, hoping that you don't get it. Like, at this point, it's kind of like, well, you never, you honestly never know each day that you walk out. So I do think that's actually very... A great idea. <laughs> no. uh, what about you, Selena? I 100% agree with Naledi that our healthcare workers and essential workers are on the front lines of this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see why people in Congress and celebrities are getting on this test. They, first of all, they have enough money to stay home and work from home or, you know, do whatever they're doing. It's people, it's the everyday workers that have to go to work because mm-hmm. their livelihoods depend on it. They should be getting the, the safety masks, the gloves, the test, everything. We have to stop putting, like, el- like we have this whole thing about elite people, celebrity people. Like, no, we need to protect everybody, especially the most vulnerable people at this time. Yeah. yeah. That's 100% true. Yeah. But, like, we're not doing that, though, are we? And it, now the U.S. has the highest number of coronaviruses. So, you know, I guess yep. that's what happens. We beat Italy and everything else. We are actually the epicenter. Yeah, we are. New York is. Entire, yes, in the entire country. I think on Friday we had 25,000 cases of coronavirus <sighs> here. They're um, expecting a couple of thousands more, too. And Mayor de Blasio said that he expects at least half of the population in New York to be tested positive for coronavirus before this ends. Mind you, yeah. we have 8 million people in the city of New York. That means he's expecting 4 million people to have it. Now, mm-hmm. the, the, the rate of actually surviving is about 80%. So more than likely, if you come down with it, God forbid, you will survive. But again, those numbers drastically decrease when it comes to those who are immune compromised and yeah. those who are senior and elders. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is definitely true. But guys, please, before we dig into the, the corona conversation, I know we're going to go to it. Can you guys give me one piece of good news? Because I can't take all the sad corona stuff. Give me something. Um, <laughs> um, well, AOC, she's pushing to cancel all rents in New York City. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. So, what we need. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> if we wanna, I know we don't want to talk about corona yet, but I mean, Stanley, I'm sure you know better than any of us. Do you think that something like this would actually going to affect in New York? Like, will they really cancel the rents for, for right now? I don't know. I don't know if they can legally do it. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to say. Like, for New York, you can probably do it for all rent-stabilized apartments and public housing, so NYCHA's, New York City Housing Authority. I don't know if you can do that for market rate. It's a little complicated. Um, they can stop evictions. That's easy because we control the eviction courts. But these are private. These these buildings are privately owned. So I'm not really sure about the legality of it. If anybody on here who happens to be a lawyer, I won't shout anybody out, wants to um, get some input on this in the chat, that'd be great. Somebody who just completed their census, maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I don't really have an answer for that one way or another. Joe Biden has been accused of sexual assault by one of his former staffers. Stop. What happened, Stanley? I, I don't think that he... So, like, I'm a little uncomfortable with the way they're calling it sexual assault because apparently, like, he rubbed his hand on her shoulders and smelled her hair. And I don't know if... I don't know if that... Like, that just feels weird to call that sexual assault. I'm, I'm very happy to be told I'm wrong. But... Smell her hair? Yeah, it's a little pervy. (laughs) That's that's a little pervy. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's That's pervy. I just don't know if it's sexual assault. Um, Claude LaRose says he really doesn't know if they can suspend rent payment for everyone on a statewide level as far as 
legal-wise. So I guess we, we won't have an answer for that. If you're listening on the podcast and you're wondering who we're talking to, we're recording on Zoom. So um, you, we're recording on Zoom. So like folks can come on here and join us. You have the questions. same expression I have. Yeah. So we're looking at the chat right now. And wow. Um, yeah. So apparently he penetrated her with his fingers. Yeah. All right. Here's why even him smelling her hair is 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 kind of sexual harassment though. Because so like yeah. you can you can get arousal off of that. Like you know what I'm saying? You're still invading my my personal space, and it's something yeah. that's causing your arousal. So <laughs> that could kind of be you know I don't know. I agree. I will say it's creepy to say the least. However, I will say there's no coincidence that all this information is coming out now. I mean, the Trump train is moving. They're trying to do anything mm-hmm. to be reelected. We know that Joe Biden, he's the front runner, unfortunately, because I'm Bernie all the way and I'm still going to vote for him in a primary. But I mean, I mean, we knew, and that's wrong. And Joe Biden needs to keep his hands to himself. But again, we have a president who bragged about grabbing women's, yes. women's vagina. Yeah. Like he is disgusting. He's, you know, bragged about having sex with a porn star. Then he tried to pay her off, then deny it. Like he's... He is not moral, okay? He has no morale. Let's, you know, let's just keep things in perspective. And before we move on, I do want, what'd you say, Stanley? Yeah, I just want to give you a quick little, because I found an article. So Tara Reid, who was at the time serving as an aide in Biden's Senate office, told podcast host Katie Helper that Biden kissed her and penetrated her with his fingers without her consent. Reid said she pushed Biden off of her and he allegedly became annoyed and said, come on, man, I heard you liked me. And then she said, Biden got mad, walked away from her and said, you are nothing to me. So, wow, that's, no, that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all kind I of... Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of questions, that. that's why. I have a lot of questions. What are your questions, lady? I guess it's like the story sounded so like... We went from I'm sitting there to his fingers in me to me telling him to stop. Like, it just seems to happen so fast. I'm trying to figure out, like, how did we get there? <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, well, like, without, well, without sounding like I'm, I'm, um, like, questioning her, really. It's just really like, okay, but how did, how did we get to that point, though? Well, just real quick, shout out to, um, so Quentin Cross, who just jumped on, and Amilo, who just jumped on as well. We're talking about Joe Biden's sexual assault case. Um, Stevie says Biden has a weird-ass family situation, too. Didn't his son divorce his wife to hook up with his deceased brother's wife, and they blessed it? All right. All right. Wow. <laughs> all right, let's, all right, just get nasty. Oh, yeah, I mean, if it's like that, then, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't let's, know. I don't let's know. get the one nasty thing at a time. <laughs> so, Naledi, <laughs> yo, Amilo's in the chat like, what? Naledi. Yeah. Just like, you are a pretty girl. Pretty woman, pardon me. Have dudes never, like, turned up their creepy factor way faster than you would expect? Yeah, I mean, especially when I would, um, which is part of the reason why I wasn't modeling as much for a while. You know, we, this, yeah. is, this is, like, heavy in that aspect with photographers or people that yeah. call themselves photographers. It's just, it can get very creepy very fast. Like, one minute you're taking a picture, the next minute... You know, they're trying to, like, molest you in some way. Like, I've heard of stylists, um, male stylists that were molesting, like, young women that would come in to get fitted. It's, like, it is, it's, unfortunately, it's, it's, like, part of the norm, in a sense. Like, so, So, I mean, I'm not surprised by hearing, (laughs) hearing it, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, Joe Biden could be, I mean... Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, it could happen. Like, as much as I'm I'm sitting here like, well, how did he? It's like, it really could be that fast. It really could yeah. honestly happen that fast into where you're even sitting there like, what the what just happened? <laughs> yeah. So Molly says that the HuffPost article also mentions that um, Tara was one of the eight women to accuse Biden of inappropriate touching. And she said that she didn't talk about the full sexual assault story because she got so many threats from people. Um, on social media that, like, she didn't want to risk it. So that's just another piece of that story for folks to know. But, I mean, damn. Do, so 
if it's true, well, I guess we can get to the other nasty part now. And Molly has put the article in the chat, and I'll make sure I put the article in the um, the show notes for the podcast for those of you who are listening. If this is true, should Biden drop out? I mean, I wouldn't say he should drop out because, you know, kind of to like what Selena was saying earlier, it's like, it's, I personally wouldn't vote for him, but it's like, I don't see him dropping out either because every, every politician has their demons, it seems like at this point. So it's like, he might as well just keep going. I mean, damn, right? <laughs> He's going to get his votes, you know? I don't know. This was uncomfortable. It um, is uncomfortable. I. <laughs> So, Claude LaRoe says, I wouldn't be surprised if Biden did it. It's hard for Trump to attack Biden on it, though, because it, again, opens the door to his own sexual assault history. Trump has, like, what, 14 accusations on record right now? It is disgusting. Like, his track record is horrible when it comes to women. I mean, again, he's been caught, you know, bragging about it. A number, I think it was, I forget how many women came out during the 2016 campaign. 2016. Huh? 2016 of them came out. Right, seriously, talking <laughs> about how they were harassed by this man. I mean, he it's it's, it's horrible. Like, even remember the uh, infamous pee tapes he has as well? He was, like, the women, I think he was peeing on women or women was... Well, he was getting peed on. Yeah, he like... He, showers, huh? Exactly. Like, Wait, are we talking about <laughs> R. Kelly or Trump? Trump. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, Trump. Trump is, I don't, mm-mm. Mm-mm, I'm not. Let, let he who has not been peed on cast the first stone. I have not been <laughs> peed on, so I will speak. Um, Amela has a comment. She goes, yeah, but Trump supporters can double think, and Trump is going to call Biden creepy, and the supporters are going to eat yep. it up. I'm going to call Biden creepy, but Amela's right. No, I know a Trump supporter, and that's the first thing she talks about. She was like, oh, he's always putting his, um, she says that Biden is always putting his hands on little girls, and you know, giving people massages when they don't ask for it and stuff. And there's video footage of him doing that. And I don't like it either. But again, wow. you cannot compare that to to Trump's track record. So if Joe Biden walked up to you in an event, smelled your hair, massaged your shoulders, you would be... I would be very to... upset. Ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, Yo, if you had to fight, he can't even like... Mm, smells That's like what I'm saying, imagine. I'd be so tight. I'd be upset. I mean, but was it is this why because I remember at one point hearing like Joe Biden was always kind of like hesitant of running for president. Is this part do you think that this may be why? Because I didn't know the skeletons in the closet ran this deep. I I didn't know. Joe Biden has run for president before, but he's also he's always like gotten out because he's always embarrassed himself by saying or doing stupid things. Okay. So wow. <laughs> he ran in 08 against Obama, Hillary, John Edwards, all of them. He ran in the, the late 80s and the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And he always says something dumb. Oh, yeah. But so, I mean, to me, he's doing better than before. Like, if he's going to win the presidency, this is going to be the year he does it. Um, and it's just, it's sad that how, you know, his age is really affecting him. I mean, you yep. can see the decline in his cognitive skills. I mean, like you said, he's always speaking. Um, he has bloopers, he has blunders, he speaks off the cuff. He just doesn't make sense. Like, I really need Grandpa Biden to take a seat, but, you know, he wants to pursue his his aspirations instead yeah. of just, like, <laughs> passing up a time. I want to play for the New York Knicks. It's not going to happen. I'm okay <laughs> with that now. So, one more comment before we go on to the main topic. So, Molly B says... I think Biden doesn't usually admit wrongdoing or mistakes of any sort. So I think he needs to address this very directly. And Claude Rose said to everyone, I will still vote for Elizabeth Warren in the primary. That's if she's on a ballot because New York state has pushed back the presidential primary to June. Mm. So we might take her off. You're right about that. But thanks so much for the comments. We are gonna switch gears a little bit to talk about this stimulus package. So we know that Donald Trump has signed a historic package. This is the largest package ever. It's $2 trillion. Uh, The reason being, Congress knows that we are headed for a recession, and they want to basically get the economy back up and running. Um, A a lot of talk is (coughs) towards 
the coronavirus checks because we know that part of the stimulus package is to give people who make less than 99000 a year a, a one-time check. Uh, if you make less than 75000 a year, you would get a one-time check of $1,200. However, if you make a dollar over that, the money starts mm -hmm. to decrease um, by every $100. Excuse me, by every $100, it decreases. Um, and also, we know the poorest people, the most vulnerable people, would not be getting as much money uh, because according to Republicans, they don't pay taxes, which is ridiculous because we know that they are being hit hard the most. But I want to throw it to you, Stanley, because you've been you know, following this closely. You've also been working on legislation to help to make sure that people are protected during this time. What is in this stimulus package? All right, so I'm going to go read my notes, so forgive me if I'm not looking directly into the camera. But $250 billion is set aside for direct payments to individuals and families. The payments would decrease for those making more than $75,000, which you mentioned, Selena. And although the payment will not come through a tax rebate, people will, have to, people will need to have filed tax returns in 2018 or 2019 to receive it. Additionally, $250 billion in unemployment insurance benefits. The legislation creates a program called the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program that provides help for workers that don't qualify for the usual state unemployment benefits and that can comp complement state benefits for some people. It provides payments to self-employed people, independent contractors, gig workers, and people who are regular state unemployed and are caring for a family member who is including people who are self-employed or who don't have an extensive work history. There's $500 billion in loans for corporations and industries. This is the bill's biggest line. So real quick, the original bill that Trump was talking about, there was going to be almost a trillion for corporations. These loans, they didn't have to pay them back. There was no interest and there was no guidelines for the loans or restrictions on what they could do with the money. And Democrats fought really hard to A, make sure that more Americans were getting money home because under Trump's bill, people, so like I... You know, people like me, we're gonna see a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. But if you were making less than forty thousand a year, you weren't gonna see a lot of money, if anything at all, under the original Republican bill. Mm. So, the five hundred billion for loans is about fifty-eight billion of that is specifically for airlines, which say they are harder hit financially than in weeks after September eleventh. So, Boeing is supposed to get seventeen billion in federal aid, not the sixty billion they wanted. Additionally. $367 billion in small business loans that employees can use to pay salaries, employees earning up to $100,000 and some emergency grants. $130 billion for hospitals to be used for personal protective equipment. States in the hardest hit areas are competing with one another to get ventilators in the absence of help from the federal government. $150 billion for state and local governments that are cash-strapped due to the response to coronavirus. State and local governments can also apply for loans from the $500 billion corporation poll, I mean, corporation loan. And $400 million to help states protect borders from the virus, because a growing number of elected officials say the answer is mail-in ballots, but most states don't have the, the um, infrastructure for that. Mail-in ballots means you will get the ballot at your house with all the races, you can vote for it on paper and send it back in the mail. Additional provisions, there's an increase in SNAP and in agriculture assistance for farmers, and the bill provides that anyone who needs extra cash as a result of the economic pandemic of the virus will be allowed to withdraw from their retirement accounts without getting hit by a 10% fee. The bill does not include student loan forgiveness that many progressives were calling for. So that's, the, that's pretty much like the, the quick and dirty of what is in this bill. Any questions? Yeah, I mean... Thank you so much for breaking that down, Stanley. Um, I kind of want to just zoom into um, two things. Number one, how does it affect the most vulnerable? I know you said SNAP benefits would be increased. Um, if we could just break that down. And then on the other side of the coin is big businesses. It sounds like these billion-dollar businesses are going to be getting, you know, a large bailout, a large payout. Um, you know, my question is, my question about that is, will that trickle down to the everyday workers? So what they're doing for the big corporations is they get a tax credit if they keep their staff on. Okay. So, for example, let's say, let's use McDonald's arbitrarily. 
if McDonald's doesn't fire any staff or let go any staff or reduce hours during this time period, they'll get mm -hmm. a tax credit later on. Um, additionally, with this $500 billion loan that corporations can go and apply for, if you take it, it restricts you from being able to do stock, stock buybacks for one year. So for those of you who don't know, stock buybacks is pretty much like what it sounds like. Companies go into the stock market and they buy up their own organization's stocks. And the fewer stocks there are out there to be bought by the public, the more it raises the value of the actual company. So what most corporations do now is they just go out and they just, instead of investing in the organization and hiring more staff and training people, they just buy more stocks. Mm -hmm. This is incentivized by CEOs because usually their salary package is with stocks. So the higher the stock is valued, the more money they have. And what happened mm -hmm. in 2008 with the last economic collapse, when we gave them that um, $797 billion in, um, in relief, they just gave people bonuses and stock and, gave, and did stock buybacks to raise the value of their companies, but then didn't actually do anything for the workforce. Mm. So Naledi, what are your thoughts and um, how do you think that this is really going to benefit us, if at all? I mean, I know my mom is like panicking and kind of like annoyed because she's part of the middle class that has to work two, three jobs. And then ironically, it becomes that she makes too much money, quote unquote, to receive any help. And so it's almost like a slap in the face because, you know, for your average worker, if they're, um, if they're no longer single, also if they're married, you know, between them and their partner, they might be just making enough, but it's <laughs> now they kind of miss out on actually receiving any type of financial help when in reality, they're probably working two, three jobs and overtime, that's including overtime, that's including summertime having to work through the summer you know if you work for doe or anything like that that it just includes so much that when you that now that final peak of just making enough you can't even receive any extra help beyond that so it doesn't it's it's yeah it's not really fair <laughs> it's definitely not another um it's also not fair to undocumented people i know that aoc mm. is even threatening not to sign this bill because you know her belief is undocumented people they are part of our communities um they should be protected stanley mm -hmm. what how would they be affected so undocumented people do not qualify for this at all they're not going to wow. get any money wow. anybody who, who hasn't filed for taxes is not going to get any money from this um that's mm -hmm. one thing democrats weren't able to do weren't able to um, expand a package for folks who are undocumented republicans refused and republicans have the majority in the senate so even though democrats control the house it still has to get voted in the Senate, so they have to negotiate. You know, it's not the best situation for undocumented people. I, I really suspect that they're going to have to go back and do another package because Canada is giving their folks $2,000 a month. England is covering 80% of people's salaries, everyone's salaries. Wow. Netherlands, 75% of people's salaries. And because folks are not quarantining, we're going to be hunkered down for a little bit. So I'm, I'm expecting they're going to have to do another one soon. Yeah, it's going to be serious. I mean, it honestly is very reminiscent to what happened in 2008-2009. We're all old enough to remember the economic downturn that happened around this time and how, again, we also had a bailout um, when Obama was in there. Now, Letty, how do you think this compares to that situation? Um, I think this might, this can possibly be even worse than that situation because it seems as if even the things that were in place at one point, say like the, um, the, the, the healthcare and all that stuff, it's no longer there due to Trump. And so we were just so super, super unprepared. And even more so to me than we were then. We were like, we're even more unprepared now in the mix of something that's even more chaotic than what happened then. So it's, it's to try to make up for the chaos that's happening now and for the millions that's now gonna be out of work, <laughs> you know, gonna be, businesses are being lost because we had a great thrive in um, entrepreneurships. It seems to be we had more private owned businesses than ever before as well. Mm -hmm. So like all these businesses are gonna be getting hit. Absolutely. Um, no, it's true. And you know, I know Stanley, you brought up how this compares to other um, first world country, countries. It seems like Canada, they're not gonna be doing too bad because right. I mean, if they're getting $2,000 every two weeks. No, but every month. Every month. So 950 every two weeks. Okay. What is No, go ahead. Oh, I had a question because, you know, okay. we always talk about how, you know, um, it's not, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. 
And then you hear the joke that Canada is like kind of comparatively the American, it is the American dream, what America was supposed to be. What is it that we're not doing that we seem to not, we keep missing the mark that Canada seems to be able to do and it works for them? Is it something that we're, you know, because they'll like to say, well, they pay more in this, but that's why they're able to get that. Like, what's the comparisons right now that we're not able to do that other countries seem to be able to get right? <laughs> so it's pretty simple, honestly. Like, America has not invested in the necessary pieces for a long time. We don't invest in healthcare. In New York State, in New York City particularly, the mayor who's been in office for 10 years now has closed down about five or six hospitals. And now we're short. Now we don't have enough beds to take care of people. We've been cutting SNAP benefits. We cut financial aid. We don't make Medicaid or health insurance available for everyone. Whereas in places like Canada, the public colleges are well-funded and are affordable. There's free universal health care. So whereas in the U.S., when people were feeling the symptoms to, in the beginning, they just had to keep on going to work because you can't afford to go to the doctor and pay a crazy copay. Or if you don't have insurance, go to the emergency room and now right. owe $2,000 for some IV. Whereas in Canada, they can get that dealt with pretty fast because they all have insurance. They all have doctors. They all have funding. Mm -hmm. um, the U.S., it, just, it really cares about capitalism and it puts businesses and corporations first and not the people. So whereas... England has a pretty robust social safety net that needs work, but it's pretty strong. And so does Canada. The U.S. does it. And Republicans are in office, and they've been cutting the social safety net. The president cut the Center for Disease Control. The president cut SNAP benefits. The president mm -hmm. cut college funding. The president cut fundings to hospitals. Whereas in these other places, they're putting more money into these things, so they're more ready. And just to add on to that, you know, like Nalady kind of um, mentioned, Canada, they do pay higher taxes. Um, mm -hmm. To your point, they pay, I think they pay about 40% of their salary goes towards taxes. And that's the reason why higher education is free and health, uh, mostly free and uh, healthcare is most, is they have universal healthcare. Uh, but to me, the trade-off is, is beneficial because yeah. number one, everyone has to pay taxes. And number right. two, everyone can benefit from the system. Well, like, can I go ahead for one second, Selena? Yeah. Because that's, that's partially true, but most other countries have a progressive tax formula the u.s has a regressive one so a progressive tax formula is the more money you make the more you pay so you could pay up to 20 percent of your income but the, and like that's what it looks like at first glance here with us but poor people regular people are taxed in more than one way so you're taxed mm -hmm. through your paychecks you're taxed through buying regular things from stores because they have a sales tax you're taxed and paying bills and mm -hmm. a lot of rich people, they don't spend as much money as us or they buy things in bulk so they're not paying as much taxes. So when you finally look at the scale with all the ways you can be taxed, poor people, undocumented people, actually pay more taxes than the oh, rich. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, I kind of want, yes, um, want to go back to a point you made earlier too, Stanley, um, and ask you about, because you mentioned the stocks. I also was being, um, to my understanding, that um, China, I think specifically, has been buying up all the stocks now. Um, which ones? I'm not sure specifically on which ones, but I've, I've been hearing that they're like buying up all the stocks now. So how does that affect us in any way? So, I mean, whenever you have crisis, there's something called shock doctrine. So when something mm -hmm. crazy happens, an earthquake, a pandemic, a disaster, it's, it's a real opportunity to make some big changes or take advantage mm -hmm. of weaknesses. So when the mm -hmm. first economic crisis that we went through, the housing market crashed. And then banks started buying up a bunch of houses and turning them into rentals, which is why so many people rent now. Because now you have these management companies that own it. So that's what they did. So now in this crisis, the stocks are crashing. If you got extra money or you're rich, you can be getting stocks dirt cheap right now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are doing that. And does, that does that go hand in hand with what we're seeing now also where you see um, Bill Gates standing down from Microsoft and like just all these big name people standing down from their businesses now? Um, I don't know. I suspect that they probably knew something was going to happen. Like, so that's why they stepped down because as Selena mentioned, Republicans and the president knew about this back in December and January and they right. told their donors to pull their stocks because of this. Mm. This is public information. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Gates and some other people knew as well. Um, right. Stevie, Stevie says in the chat, this is our opportunity for shock socialism. But well, mm -hmm. would y'all be happy with socialism? I know I would. Look, I'll say this. I, 
I'm unapologetic about supporting Bernie and his philosophies and ideologies around democratic socialism. Um, democratic socialism to me is the reason why we even have like things like the library that's publicly funded, uh, the FDNY uh, police force, which is debatable, but like the, the essential needs should be supported by the government because I feel like when you have capitalism, what it does is it more so like separates and divides and it's mm -hmm. only increasing the gap between those who have everything and those of us who don't have right. anything. So yeah. I feel like if we socialize more systems, like, you know, increase social security, increase Medicare for all, uh, give us, you know, free colleges, that will help even the playing field so that we all have access to upward mobility and just, you know, getting the essential things that we want out of life. To me, now is the time for a political revolution. We see mm -hmm. how fragile capitalism is as a system. One virus is taking down the whole economy. Why not switch it up and try something different? That's how I feel. Right. I absolutely agree with that. So what does that look like, though? Because Bernie is losing. Well, Biden. well, one way it could look is universal basic income. Um, this is something that Andrew Yang was campaigning before he, he was campaigning on before he left, uh, dropped out the race. Basically, what he was saying is we need to give people checks on a weekly basis throughout the entirety of their lives once they turn 18. He was saying that if we put this money in people's hands, it's inevitable they're going to put it back into the economy and, economy and they're going to keep everything afloat. However, on the flip side, he was saying we need to cut SNAP and other social security and other entitlement programs. Um, so basically, Stanley, I'll throw it back at, at you because do you think universal basic income is something that may very well happen now that we see that Trump is gonna be giving everyone a $1,200 check? And before they even made this, this, not everyone, excuse me, certain people, you're right. Before they even made this decision, Trump solicited Andrew Yang to the White House and they had meetings and Andrew Yang helped helped come up with this um the system um or the response in, in in the response to coronavirus. So we should be clear, Trump was not a part of negotiating this bill at all. Um they did they won't even let him in the room because his people just made it worse. It was done by Senator Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Mitch McConnell from the Republican Party. This is not universal basic income at all. This is pretty much the equivalent of a tax rebate. Additionally, we should know that even though Andrew Yang has some good ideas with universal basic income, his idea for universal basic income is regressive. No one family, no one person can survive off of $1,000 a month. It doesn't work. If that was the case, people on Social Security right now would be rich just collecting that check because that's about as much as you get on Social Security. So a universal basic income that would work would still need to be tied to essential services and essential needs for people. So what that looks like is universal basic income plus an additional boost if you have children like they do in the Netherlands. And then you still need to have housing vouchers and food vouchers and universal health care and all those things over there. You can't just give people $1,000 a month and think it's going to solve the problem. It's not. Nelody, how do you feel about that? Um, well, I actually wanted to ask you about what we were talking about earlier, where I was saying that some people were actually wondering, well, if you can afford to somewhat give people this 1200 whatever a month, mm -hmm. how come is it that we can't start to receive reparations? Ah, I mean, we can do reparations. So what's your, what's your, what's your guys' take on that? Because I've seen a lot of people kind of seeming like, well, if you can find the money for this, why is it that we've been fighting for reparations this long and it seems like no one can find the money for it? Well, let me just say, in my opinion, there is not a concerted effort or campaign to fight for reparations in a real way. There are a bunch of pocket movements that are happening, but it hasn't really built the momentum that's needed. I think reparations, we can get to reparations. I don't think it'll happen now, but I think the conversation has shifted in a way that people have to take it seriously, whereas before, folks were just laughing it off. Um, there's absolutely money for reparations. The question is, are people going to vote to to pass that? I don't think so. It's not in their interest. Most of these folks can barely acknowledge that their ancestors were slave drivers or that they're racist. So mm -hmm. it's going to take a larger fight. Uh, I am with the belief that if you want reparations, there's going to have to be a little bit of blood involved because there's no way that the establishment is going to give up that kind of money and power 
just because. Mm. Yeah, no, can, I'm can I sure, ask a question. Go ahead. How you doing? Um, I'm sorry, say again. Oh, just say your name, then ask a question. Yeah, my name is Merch. Um, so I, I was really, um, really listening to you guys talk about the uh, the pandemic and um, the, the, the social atmosphere when it comes to economics and stuff like that. And I think that um, for one, um, you know, America would have to change its identity completely because um, right right now they, they they've been thriving off off being a capitalistic society. Um, and, and once you're trying to go into socialism, you'd have to now tell the people that, that run the world economically and financially that they have to share. And um, uh, Americans, for the most part, are, are really, really selfish people, uh, not really communal. Um, you know, we, we, we thrive off of being able to uh, provide money uh, for help for other places, but really, we, we really lack the natural resources to be just a, 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 a self-sustaining country outside of money. Um, so, you know, even with you know, the help of immigrants and things like that, you know, they don't want to, they'd have to reform uh, the immigration standpoint, uh, make a self-position visa and all that stuff. Because right now the only visas are either employment or family-based. Um, when we talked about reparations, uh, I had this conversation with, 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 a, with a young brother earlier regarding this. And I think that um, from a reparation standpoint, you give someone $1,200, okay, now, and you say you give everyone in the country $1,200. So now, you know, once you start talking about reparations, the, the immediate um, answer now is, well, I just gave everyone $1,200. We, we don't have the money for that. Because before mm -hmm. you were saying you didn't have the money. Now it's just automatic. Well, I just gave everybody $1,200. Right. So now, look, we can't even talk about that right now, which mm -hmm. kind of further pushes that back. Because mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, like the brother Stanley said, I, we can't survive off $1,200 a month, period. Um, not in New York City, not in no. Uh, you know, Alabama, I mean, it may be easier in certain places, but definitely not in um, in the big cities. Uh, that, that was just my take on that. No, yeah. thank you for that. I 100% agree. And I think that the conversations about reparations, for me, that never meant that we should be getting checks. I feel like reparations should be used to fund HBCUs, should fund mm -hmm. um, educational programs in predominantly Black communities, and to so just fund the organizations that are already Black-led that could help that are trying to basically help empower our communities whether that's through financial literacy um you know access to you know scholarships college to me that's how reparations need to be because you're finally giving us the tools to build the things yes. that we in building yeah you give us if to me if you give too many black folks a thousand dollars they're gonna take that money put it in nike put it in no no let me, let me, let me, let me just interrupt for a second it should come with all those things you said, Selena, and a check, and a thousand dollars is not enough. Well, how much would be enough, Stanley? So how, do you, how do you measure that? So first off, we need to like pump money into all black-run-led institutions. That's the first part. You're right about that, including education. But then we got to start off with the American descendants of slaves first, the people who actually built this country. And I don't mean to separate folks, but like, listen, my lineage is from Haiti. Paris owes me a check. Right, so we got to start with the American descendants of slaves first, which is a, a specific group of people, and make sure they get their money. And we're not just talking yeah, about. Are you telling ADOS now? I'm not talking. I'm not like I'm not <laughs> Team Ados, but the fact of the matter is, it's true though. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that literally built this country, so we got to make sure they get their check. And I think that check should be for at least five hundred thousand dollars plus guaranteed free college tuition for any of their children that wants to go to school, plus an additional like set of money to buy property. I think that's where you're starting. If we're talking about this, this is not a multi-billion dollar repayment. This is a multi-trillion dollar repayment. It and is. then the U.S. has to pay Puerto Rico reparations, Haiti reparations, South America reparations. If we really dig deep in that bag, it's going to get really big. Mm -hmm. So Molly has a comment over here. She goes, stimulus package comparison. Canada is providing 2000 a month for the next four months to impacted and sick workers. Okay, so thank you for that. Oh, Molly, that's, that's really helpful to know. But yeah. like, a stimulus package because of a recession and reparations are totally different. I just want to say what um, Merch said about socialism. I, I partially agree with him. The U.S. All, already has the infrastructure for socialism in it because the way that we, pay, we take care of our businesses, that's socialism just on the other side. But I think he's right. It's going to take a lot of work to decolonize people's minds because we've all pretty much grown up in an institution that is all about capitalism, every man for themselves. 
So mm-hmm. there's a there's a cultural shift that has to go along with it. And I don't know if folks are ready for that. Yeah. Um, we do have to bring this discussion to a close, but um, before we do, I want to give you guys some time to talk about what political implications you think this might lead to. I mean, once Trump starts handing out these checks, do you think more folks are going to vote for him? And, no, God. And, you know, <laughs> what comes next? Like, Naledi, what do you think this may mean? I mean, the, the scary part about all of this is Trump has a cult following. So this is this isn't even really about intelligence and like <laughs> he just has a cult following. So, you know, whether he throws the money out or not to us, you know, giving a dog a bone at this point is just like I don't even think it's as relevant because he's going to have his voters. However, I hope that um everyone else that's actually trying to you know be voted in like joe biden i hope they're starting to do more work than trump almost because trump has already kind of dropped the ball and you see more governors kind of picking up where he's he's um leaving off like governor komodo um just um everyone just putting in way more effort than trump so i don't know i can't i can't speak to see if anyone's gonna vote for trump again honestly simply because he just has a cult following and i think that's just the scary part overall stanley what comes next we you know once the stimulus package has already been signed checks are going to be on their way what comes next for our economy and our world things are going to get a lot worse before they get better we got to be pushing yeah. for a national rent freeze. We got to be pushing for student loan forgiveness. We got to be pushing for another stimulus package. And we got to be staying inside the damn house. <laughs> and even after we get through this, the world as we know it is not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really mm-hmm. important that folks, A, stay vigilant, and B, pay attention to what's happening in the news. Because we have a presidential election coming up in November. And because of this, President Trump might try to decide that we got to suspend the election. Mm, you think so? That's very much within the realm of possibility just because, like, the fact of the matter is people can't vote. You can't get anybody to vote right now. So, you know, we got to be mindful of those things. How how much change do you guys think the census um, that has just gone in, how much change do you think the census is going to bring? It's really important for us to do the census. If we all do the census like we're supposed to and we're properly accounted for, that's a good thing because then it'll help to shift the way that like states get funded, but also it'll help to shift the electoral demographics because once right. you get the census, you can recut the district lines. And right. one of the ways Republicans got power was in 2010, they did a census, there was an undercount, and they right. cut the district lines and they made up a whole bunch of new Republican districts, which is why they have right. power now. Mm-hmm. So we do the census, we do a proper account, and we recut the lines, we can create a whole bunch of Democratic districts and take the majority for the next 10 years. Thank you, Amelie, for even bringing up that point because there are a lot of things that we could and should be doing at this time. Filling out the census is something that's quick and easy. We should all be doing that and understand the importance behind it. Um, Like Stanley said, just making sure that we stay educated and informed about what's happening because the bottom line is we cannot trust the government. We cannot trust Trump and his administration. They might even try to pull the election from what you just said. They're doing any and everything to make sure that power stays within their interests. Um, you know, from the stimulus package, a lot of companies, big companies are going to be getting a lot of money and we'll see, you know, how that is even going to affect us or it probably won't. But we know that again, their interest is protecting those companies and protecting capitalism as a system because they don't have to be held accountable. That's basically the bottom line of it. Um, I would say, I hope that the political implications do not mean that Trump gains even more support. Because again, if you look at how other governments in other countries are dealing with this crisis, they're doing much more for their people. A one-check is not going to cut it. And Mm -hmm. it might even flip on the other side because people might be like, okay, yeah, I got $1,200 in April, but it's June and I still can't get back to work. So, you know, what now are we, you know, are they going to be left hanging dry? I think my, my hope, my prayer is that people will wake up and realize that, you know, this two party system, the way thing, the status quo, it's not the way this is not what we need. We need something that's radical. We need something that's new. We need something that's going to put working class people first. This system has always been like this and it's never benefited us, especially as people of color. So why not try something new? 
I mean, it doesn't, if Bernie's not on the ballot and not elected, then maybe we need a whole new movement. Like, yeah. let's take the ideology, let's take the philosophy and just push it forward. Like, maybe we need to get in the streets. Maybe we got to yeah. start, you know, do whatever it takes to, to take down a system that's not protecting us. So yeah. I just ended there. <laughs> um, I know we're wrapping things up, but I definitely appreciate everyone who chimed in via Zoom. Shout out to King Merch, Claude, Molly, Stevie, everyone who is leaving comments. And if you're listening right now via podcast, please share and tag us at Be Heard Talk. Again, that's at Be Heard Talk. You can also support us on Patreon so we can continue to deliver the content, the news that'll keep us informed, educated, and empowered. On that note, thank you again, guys. And we'll be back next Sunday doing it again. Peace. Thanks for having me.